you did not like my sudden affection. And there was a little bit like coldness and we kind of look back and call it a bristling when I made any sort of physical move towards you. And I think if I were to sit down with any person, any man alive and said, yeah, I, I married this beautiful girl and she wants to put her hands on me <laughs> and she wants to be with me all the time. And I had a hard time with that. They'd be like, what in the world is wrong with you? This is Behind Our Smiles. Pursuing connection. And finding joy. Even in the struggle. We are Joe and Terry Buchanan, and welcome to another episode of the Behind Our Smiles podcast. Yeah, we're so glad that you're hanging out with us, and we would love to connect with you even outside the podcast, and we have a place to do that on this big wide thing called the internet and Yes, social if you are media. on social media, we are on Facebook at Behind Our Smiles, and we're on Instagram at Behind Our Smiles Pod. And we'd love to uh, connect with you. Yeah, there. especially if you have any feedback on what we're talking about, we would love to hear what you have to say. So before we officially get started, Joe, I just need... A hug? Huh? It's one of those days. No, I no, need wait, a hug. wait. We hugged before just we got, we hugged before just we even sat hug. down and got started. I'm feeling nervous. Okay, I know. Okay, so before we get started, uh, I'll give you a hug in a second. We got to say thanks to our amazing sponsor, Samaritan Ministries. Uh, Samaritan Ministries has a unique member-to-member sharing approach. It's affordable with a sharing program that can fit any budget, and you can join today. In fact, you can find out more at SamaritanMinistries.org/smiles. So today we are talking about hugs. Hugs. I like hugs. And really all forms of physical affection. So that includes kisses and taps Mm. and squeezes and all that good stuff. But when I think about affection, I think I'll go back to the beginning when we were really good at affection. (laughs) Wait a minute. We're not anymore. No, but like... Like when we were dating. Right. Yeah. When you're dating, uh, any excuse for affection is great. Every touch means so much. In fact, the funny thing is, I remember the first time you went to hold my hand. Yeah, we were driving. And I turned you down. You did. Mm -hmm. Uh, We weren't dating very long. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was like brand new. weeks, yeah. And I was driving you home from church, Mm -hmm. from church to your house. And I was driving a little bit slow because I wanted that time Mm -hmm. to really last. And I just, you were sitting shotgun and I just said, hey, you know, do you mind if I hold your hand? And I said, no. Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, I was 16. I just finished driver's ed. And I'm like, you need to have both hands on the wheel. <laughs> I was like, how do you drive with one hand? I was, I was the more the safety freak in that situation. So I didn't feel comfortable holding well, your hand. And, while and that's, we drove. Not, that's not the message I got at first. The message I got was, whoa, wait a minute, we're dating, but no, you're not all I that was interested. Okay with holding your hand. You didn't want to hold my I hand. I didn't want you multitasking. And then what I ended up doing, which I do not recommend, by the way, is I took both hands off the wheel to show you <laughs> yes. that I could drive with. You're like, <laughs> look at me, I can drive with my knee. But it didn't work yeah. because I got you all the way home and you still. Hey, PSA, I don't think we work. should encourage people to hold hands while they're driving. No, they should. But it's okay. We do you now. can drive one handed. I could drive. And, I, and, and you also were like, wait, you're right handed. How do you drive with your left hand? But now yeah. that you've driven yes. for many years. But, you so that was the beginning, right? You hey, start cars with, drive themselves now, right? That has been very nice. Yes. You can have more hands for We holding. do not have a car that drives itself, by the way. I don't it's know. It's got the Elaine assist or <laughs> yes, something in right. there, right? But anyway, so, you know, we start with the holding hands, which is amazing. Now, when we went on our first walks, mm. the holding hands was really, really nice. That meant everything. And then you find other ways or any excuse at all to touch, right, you know, to sitting rub next your hands to each, your hair, sitting next to, to you, yeah. and we kiss and all that. And that was all very exciting at the time. And like that was like the big show, right? Mm. Like it was just so important to communicate our love with affection. And of course, it didn't hurt that I thought you were absolutely beautiful. <laughs> so of course, I wanted to kiss you and. And hold your hand. But then uh, after a a short time of dating, a couple of years, we ended up living in different Mm -hmm. cities. And so we had to somehow communicate our love without Mm -hmm. affection. And 
that was a lot of letter writing because at that time we couldn't make phone calls the way mm-hmm. we could today. There was no texting. Uh, for every minute I was on the phone with you, I would it was like a car payment. Mm-hmm, right. mean, it was very expensive. And so we had to figure out creative ways to communicate our love for each other without physical affection. Well, and it was good for us because it was a good exercise to say, okay, mm-hmm. our relationship does have to be built on more than that. Like yeah. we did learn to communicate and write letters. But in the end, you're still missing that something, something for people who've been long distance going, I just need a hug, right? <laughs> and there's times I'm like, yes, I've talked to you for an hour and we've paid the $6 and yes, you've written me a lovely letter and I know you care about me, but I just need a hug, right? Like being apart was just such a hard thing for that reason, but it was good for us at the time. And I know that. Well, and there were times that we literally got in the car Mm -hmm. and just, we were only a a couple hours apart, but we got in the car and we just said, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to come see you. But we also had goals. Mm -hmm. We wanted to marry pure. And so I think that really helped us because we were madly in love. Mm -hmm. We wanted to be together. Yes. Wow. I like the way you say that. Every moment we could, we wanted (laughs) to be together. And so I think having that distance allowed us Mm -hmm. to grow, allowed God to grow us as individuals. Right. And it really aided in our desire to stay pure. Right. And then even when we get married and we no longer have those physical boundaries anymore, I realize I think affection is just as important now as it was then. I still am not tired of your hugs, Joe. Mm. I need them every single day. They're just such, it grows such an important part of our marriage. That's just its own little world of the affection that we can show each other. So you've said several times that my hugs, and I know that because every time I get home from work, you are waiting, uh, I mean, more so than the dog with the tail wagon, right? You're just waiting there for me to set my bags down. And I don't even have to ask you what you need. I don't even have to ask you about your day. I just know uh, a good long hug is coming. Mm -hmm. And so I hug you. And sometimes I like want to break off after 30 (laughs) seconds or a minute. You said the words, I can't breathe before. Yeah. And you're like, no, I'm not. So, (laughs) but, so I understand that that's really Mm -hmm. important to you. That's part of your love language. I can really, when you're uncertain, when you're dealing with any kind of anxiety or things like that, a hug really does help you. But what are some other forms of affection that you really, uh, that really fills you up? Well, and uh, this is kind of a practical level of affection, but I get cold a lot. You so do. during the winter mm-hmm. season, I'm colder. So I just like to use you as my personal We've you know, shared heating this blanket. Before, but you, you actually love the, you, in fact, you were going to get a shirt that says, I'm sorry for what I said when I was cold. Right? My daughter has yeah. that one. Yeah. So it's the idea that, Hey, when it's cold and if we're stuck in a situation where we're outside, I'm like, just please hold mm-hmm. me. I need your body heat. Or like <laughs> recently too, in the snow and the ice, Whenever we're outside and there's snow and ice, I'm like, hold on to me. I like knowing I can hold on to you and not slip. So I don't know if that's personal enough, but it's it means something to me. No, it, we, it's really cool. And, right. and honestly, as a husband, that means mm-hmm. a lot to me that even after almost 25 mm-hmm. years of marriage, you still want to hold my hand. And I do like holding you your still, hand in the car. Yeah. We do that quite a bit. And I love when you kiss me. Like when you kiss me like you mean it. That's the <laughs> only thing. Like, again, like, like you mean it. Um, how about for you, Joe? What kind of affection... Do you like to receive from me? Well, I, I love holding hands in the car and maybe it goes back mm-hmm. to that early dating moment mm-hmm. when you said no, but I, <laughs> but I like, uh, I, I just, I do love holding your hand and mm-hmm. I'll hold it any opportunity that I can. Um, I love when I've had a long day and you can sense that and you'll just come over and rub my back mm-hmm. or rub my feet or just kind of run your hands through my hair and just kind of this nice, soft gentleness mm-hmm. to say, Hey, I'm with you. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so I, I really do enjoy that. And I do enjoy the hugs too, that sometimes I do like to breathe. So sometimes I, I, breathing is underrated, breathing is underrated. Um, but I do appreciate the fact that I've been married to you for almost Mm -hmm. 25 years and you still 
love to hug me. That just, that well, means a lot. That's to me. what's so fun about like the physical affection side. Obviously on a physical level does feel good. I mean, if you are having that back rub going on or when you squeeze me, but it, I think more than that is what it communicates. Mm-hmm. Right. And for me, it's that like, okay, Joe is here with me. He's not going anywhere. Um, you love me. And just like that tenderness in you just does so much for my spirit than just my physical feelings. And I think right? there's probably, I know I've read this, so this is just, uh, but there's scientific evidence that obviously we know skin touch is really mm-hmm. important. And there is something about our health that yes. is, that our bodies actually, when you touch mm-hmm. another human being, it, it does a lot for your immune system, for your mental mm-hmm. health, all those kinds of things. Like remember when we were having babies and mm-hmm. I did a lot of breastfeeding with them. And one of those things when I was in the world of lactation and all that was a skin to skin contact. Mm-hmm. That's all we told our new mamas is that your babies need to be skin to skin if it's you or if it's dad. And you go, you know, but they're getting fed. It doesn't matter. It's like, no, these babies, especially like your NICU babies and all that, all the studies of how important skin contact is for babies. Yeah. But at the same time, we're like, no, humans, adults need skin contact. Right. We need someone to be close to us. It really does make a difference for our emotional health. And it's a great way for us to reflect God's love to mm-hmm. each other as well. I love all the imagery in scripture of God mm-hmm. as a shepherd, which right. does imply this very, very tender care. I like this verse in Isaiah, you know, he will tend his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs in his arms. He will carry them in his bosom and gently lead those that are with the young. And I think there's that hands-on care that he gave, you know, that a shepherd gives sheep. Just like we receive that hands-on care. There's something about touching. There's a power there. Well, even when Jesus mm-hmm. healed, there's mm-hmm. this emphasis on he touched them. Right, there's something. So I think when we add that touching to our marriage, there's just that something, something mm-hmm. that is very healing. You know, I think about some of the hardest times in my life. And for me, one of the most like physically painful times in my life was childbirth. That probably mm-hmm. is like the hardest thing I've had to do. And there's that moment in childbirth where it was, it's unbearable and it's difficult. And you as my support person couldn't really fix it. You couldn't right. make it go away. Um, but you always held my hand. And I might have squeezed all of the circulation out of your hand. But that was really important for me. And I'm going to brag on mm-hmm. you for a minute because I think this is absolutely amazing. But you did four natural childbirths. <laughs> and so knowing that this was your plan, this was mm-hmm. our plan, this is what you wanted to do. And sometimes knowing, hey, there's a there's a little something I could do back here. <laughs> yep. There's someone I could get that could take all this pain away. And that was a temptation. But I knew you ultimately want, we wanted to mm-hmm. execute it in this way. But watching you in pain, that was very, very difficult for me to see you in that much pain, knowing that there's incredible joy on the other mm-hmm. side of that. But knowing that I could not do anything for you, I could go get you ice chips right. and let you squeeze my hand and try to rub your back. But really, but even that didn't work sometimes. Now you're sensitive sometimes. I mean, you're you know, a woman in labor. You have to obviously, you know, note to self, ask her how she wants to be touched <laughs> yes. for sure. But like for you, for me, that physical presence going, you are here with me and you're holding my hand, even though you couldn't fix it and you couldn't say anything has meant so much to me. And I hopefully I felt the same for you that my touch for you has been helpful and and you when you have pain yeah they're you know obviously coming into marriage and even in our relationship the trauma that i experienced as Mm -hmm. a child wasn't far in my rearview mirror and so the affection i received as a kid wasn't even Mm -hmm. affection it was abusive touch Mm -hmm. and so learning how to uh receive something i've never Mm -hmm. received in my life was was a huge learning curve and it was really a major learning curve for us in our relationship, especially as it moved into married life. And Joe, I want to hear more about that. But first, a word from our sponsor. 
The landscape of health care may be ever-changing, but one thing Samaritan Ministries members count on is the blessing of biblical community with their health care, like these friends. Yes, our needs are being met, and so we are on the receiving end in many ways, but we're also able to meet the needs of others, and in doing so, we're living out uh, that biblical reality of generosity and serving one another. Kind of a breath of fresh air. In some stressful times, we have just been able to rely on Samaritan in ways that we never really even thought about before becoming members, and it's just been a real blessing to us in different phases of life. In a world where the only constant is change and Jesus, (laughs) it's nice to be a part of a ministry family that has been a consistent part of our lives for 10 years and will be for years to come. We love that. Want more information? Visit us at SamaritanMinistries.org slash smiles. So the first half of this podcast, you may be listening and thinking, wow, they just are affectionate <laughs> all the time. It flows really easy. Got it all figured out. Just love being together. There's never any issues. And I would love to say that's the truth. That's the case. But honestly, Tara, um, I think our issues showed up probably within the first mm-hmm. week of marriage. Because affection was not actually very comfortable for you, mm-hmm. I learned, which was a shock to me because we were very affectionate when we were dating. Again, trying to put parameters on our physical affection. So I thought, we are married now. We have no parameters. It'll be all affection all the time, <laughs> you know? And so I took liberty with that sense, but I realized that you did not like my sudden affection. And there was a little bit like coldness and we kind of look back and call it a bristling yeah. when I made any sort of physical move towards you. And I think if I were to sit down with any person, any man alive and said, yeah, I I married this beautiful girl and she wants to put her hands on me (laughs) and she wants to be with me all the time. And I had a hard time with that. They'd be like, what in the world is wrong (laughs) with you? Right. But the, the honest truth that I think it really showed up pretty early on. I think I was sitting on the couch. I know this was a a common occurrence in the Mm -hmm. beginning because we had to learn to work through this, but uh, this or one of the earlier times I'm sitting on the couch. I don't know what I'm doing. And you come in and you just plop right next to me. Take, I pounce. <laughs> like basically on me. And you've got your hands in my hair and you're I'm like, and, kiss me. Yes. You and know? I'm trying to um, <laughs> deal with that and absorb that. And then eventually what ends up happening is I kind of stiff arm you off. Mm-hmm. I say, Hey, nope, this isn't going to work. And what we had to learn to work through from my perspective um, was as in the childhood trauma that I mm-hmm. experienced, um, that kind of affection was non-existent, number one. Mm-hmm. And number two, when there was surprise elements of that, mm-hmm. it was always bad. Right. It took us quite a few years for you to put words to that. Yes. To, we didn't understand what was happening. I just thought, why wouldn't he want affection from me? Why wouldn't he want me to sit next to him? You know, is this me and not understanding? And I think it wasn't till several years into our marriage that you could pinpoint it and say, I like affection from you. I don't like a surprise element of it that again I would kind of pounce and you just had an automatic like flinch and so like oh okay when you were able to explain to me hey this is why I'm reacting and it's not you right and it took me a long time to understand myself what was happening because I was very frustrated because I I love you and I mm-hmm. want that affection and I want you to be drawn to me and I want you to run your fingers through my hair and tell me how much you love me and kiss my face a million times. (laughs) I want those things. But at the same time, I was really, really struggling Mm -hmm. with that. And I was feeling like my space was being invaded. I was feeling trapped. And there Mm -hmm. were times where I literally was having trouble breathing, not because you were squeezing me on a hug, (laughs) but just because 
I was having those kind of uh, flashbacks or whatever you mm-hmm. call that triggering moments from my past. And so once I was able to articulate that with you, then we were able to start making those adjustments. Part of the problem is too, I'm blind in one eye. And so <laughs> yes, sometimes I wouldn't, you wouldn't see me coming around the corner. You just, bam, you're there. And uh, when you, if you've been through any kind of trauma, especially childhood abuse, um, when your space is invaded mm-hmm. and violated, I think it becomes difficult, or at least it did for me at times, to be able to tell the difference. Mm-hmm. So I knew in my mind, I, I could tell my mind all day long, this is different, this right. is different, but it was triggering all the same things. And, and you have never, ever hurt me in your physical touch, but it didn't matter when when the physical touch came without letting me know it was coming. So I, it was almost like I had no say in it. It would right. brought up all those same feelings. And we never would have guessed that. And this is something, again, that I didn't know that we had learned through together, just this concept of consent kind of in a sort of way that one adjustment I made was going, you're sitting on the couch. Hey, Joe, can I sit next to you? And you're like, sure. And we mm-hmm. sit next to you. Hey, Joe, I just want to rub my fingers through your hair. Is that okay? Sure. You know, and we kind of had that transition couple years where I tried to at least give you a warning, like I'm showing up and this is what I would like to do. Right. <laughs> and you're like, cool. And that made a lot of difference to the point now. I feel like we need less and less warning. Oh yeah. It's different today, but I think, and, and sometimes it does show up. <laughs> I try still to yeah. once in a while, especially if I see you're busy, you don't like me suddenly yeah. showing up. But, uh, and, and it was very different if I were like already in a standing position or already in a position where I was already having eye contact with you. We were already in mm-hmm. conversation. Right. You were a part of what, my process. It was, that didn't, that didn't bother me nearly as much as it was more the, the surprise mm-hmm. element of it of, hey, I'm going to invade your space. I'm not going to tell you mm-hmm. I'm doing it. I'm not going to ask. And you have the right to do that. Mm-hmm. You, I married you. I surrendered, you know what I mean? Right. And, and some levels, but I, I appreciate your willingness once I was able to share with you, hey, it's not you. Right. This is not about you. This is something I'm really struggling with. And if you can help me with this adjustment. And I think even in the beginning, Tara, we didn't know what adjustments needed to be made. Right. We had to kind of learn that. Right. And the other thing I noticed was that in public, generally speaking, you were very affectionate. And people who knew us then go, yes, you were very open. You still held my hand in the car and you still put your arm around me. And it felt good. But then I felt at home in a privacy of our own home. You weren't quite as one to initiate or if I gave you, you know, initiated physical affection with you you kind of like bristled up a bit more. I'm like, well, what's, again, what's the deal? I thought that you should always be welcoming it, but it turns out you had this like game in your head. And I think a lot of it was this idea of autonomy, mm. which was, do I have a choice in this, right? right? And so if, you're, if I'm giving you some sort of initiation of physical contact, it's still hard in your brain to go, can I say no? What if I don't? Is that what's right. going on with your head, Joe? Yeah, and, I, and early on in our marriage, I think that, that hit it on the nail on the head because- there were times when you didn't understand what you were doing was hurtful toward me, mm-hmm. right? From that perspective, it wasn't hurtful, but it was because of our situation. And I didn't know how to articulate it. So I didn't feel like I could say no to you because if I said no to you, then you were hurt, mm-hmm. rejected, right? Mm-hmm. It was, so then I, I kind of was like, well, then what do I do? And, and you start to feel trapped. So when we began to, to be able to have open dialogue about that, to say, yeah, if I'm gonna sit next to you, Joe, and you don't want my finger in your hair in that moment. Maybe <laughs> I've just been working with raw meat or whatever the situation is. That happens is. too. That, that I can mm-hmm. say, no, 
I really don't want this and you are totally good with it and you understand. But what I do is I don't let that linger either. I let it just go for a few moments or whatever. And then mm -hmm. I, I can, then I have the space to go, okay, she said no. So then I can breathe easier. I can think about it. Mm -hmm. And most of the time I'll stand up at that point or, or even say, you know, come on over. Uh, let's hug or mm -hmm. run your hand through my hair. And by the way, you've never run your hands through my hair with raw meat. <laughs> I just, I'm just, you know, in my Thanks thought process, I'm watching you fix dinner and then we're like, hey. This is his hygiene freak <laughs> <Right>. side. <laughs> and I guess I am a, a little bit of a hygiene freak. That's a different episode. <laughs> yes. But back to what we were talking about with um, being more affectionate in public. Mm -hmm. um, part of it is that there was no real pressure there. None at all, right? Um I loved holding your hand. I loved even kissing you and hugging you in public. Uh, and we didn't, you know, like do huge <laughs> displays of affection in public. Natural, but it felt natural, right? Yeah, it felt natural. And, and I was in control of the situation. I I knew that saying yes to hold your hand meant just saying was yes it. to hold your hand. Mm -hmm. But I think uh, at home, there were times when I, if I said yes to holding your hand or I said yes to your fingers mm -hmm. running through my hair, I didn't know what that yes meant. Mm -hmm. I didn't know exactly how far it would go. And, and that brought back... Uh, these unwelcome feelings of mm -hmm. uh, so many times I was in these situations where I was trapped. I couldn't get out. I wanted someone so desperately to come rescue me and no mm -hmm. one would come rescue me. And I didn't know how, where it was going to go mm -hmm. and how it was going to end. And sometimes it felt, at least in my memories, that those situations just kept going and they kept going and they got worse and worse. And so I think for you, I wanted to hold your hand and I wanted to be affectionate with you at home and I wanted to do these things but saying yes, I didn't fully understand what that meant. Yeah. And when I was a kid, I didn't even get the opportunity to say yes. Right. And for me, that was a whole new learning curve, you know, that we had to learn together and to understand that it wasn't me, but that there were these feelings that were wrapped up in this that you didn't quite know yeah. why, what they were about. And a lot of times for me, Joe, too, I mean, I would initiate plenty of physical affection with you and maybe even sex wasn't even on my mind necessarily, but it was like, hey, I just like being close to you. But for you, it was like the two were tangled up together. Mm. So it was hard to separate one from the other and kind of saying, hey, back to the whole feeling like you always had a say in something. And I think you didn't put that into words to say, you always can have a say in this and your yeah. opinion and how you feel right now matters to me. And once we kind of like learned to walk around that, then I feel like we had more freedom for affection without feeling like, okay, if I give you a kiss, it means this. Or if right. I you know, initiate this way and just kind of taking all the pressure off because... You know, affection, of course, often leads to physical intimacy. I love it. But I think the physical affection on a non-sexual level has so much power in it by itself. Yes. Right? And I think mm -hmm. be able to separate the two because part of that physical affection, I think for you, has been building that trust and safety. Mm. So in the beginning, you didn't feel 100% safe with my touches. And even, then, even though I felt totally safe with mm -hmm. you and I would never have married you if I didn't feel <laughs> safe with you. So I totally felt safe with you. But what I didn't realize is how much of that trauma was going to be present mm -hmm. in our married life. And, and for you, Tara, I'm so grateful that number one, you were open to hearing what was on my heart. You were open mm -hmm. to say, okay, this stiff arm behavior when he was rude to try to, mm -hmm. cause I was, I, I was rude to you at times and I, and I really don't. I hate that that was the case, but it was the only way I knew to Protect say, yourself. I need space. Mm -hmm. I need space here. And when I began to learn how to honestly use my words to say, I mm -hmm. need, I need space. And what does this mean? And where are we going? And I can say no at any time mm -hmm. that changed the whole, everything changed. Right. And part of that was like my personality, not like completely getting that and thinking, 
what's wrong with me being forward, right? Yeah. And it's like, okay, maybe I shouldn't be as forward and first offer you that little bit of a wiggle room. And I think we made that adjustment. But I think once we kind of got past that, then our affectional, our affectional life, is that a word? Our affectional <laughs> yeah, life, not our sexual word. life. Yeah, our affectional life grew because you did know, hey, this is, this is a freebie. We are just going to be affectionate with each other yeah. at all times. We can be sexually affectionate with each other. And there is never a pressure expectation. And it takes like, time to get that out of there to know really there's no pressure on your on your end or on my end to say mm. let's be generous with our affection let's yeah. just throw it out like it's you know free and when we have that freedom then i feel like the sexual side takes care of itself a lot better yeah and and it and it has and god has been very good to bless bless our effort to want to be intentional in our growth in this area and also not to just say hey there's something wrong with joe or mm-hmm what's his problem or can he ever just get past this or maybe you know for you to look inward and say well there must be something wrong with me to be able to separate that and say okay we have a problem mm-hmm. you're not the problem and i'm not the problem but we're going to turn and we're going to face the mm-hmm. problem and let's figure out what this is and the payoff has been huge god has really really blessed us right i think the other catch is looking at the affection that i give you and kind of say okay is this really a giving touch or a taking touch right Right. so sometimes i had an element of a taking touch here's what i want to take from you and i think to say what is my affection saying to you right is it saying this is what you must do or is it saying i want to care for you and I think sometimes my affection probably sent the wrong message. This is what you must do for me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Versus saying, you know, and Joe, same thing with you, the touches you've given me that are saying, these are giving touches. Joe is giving. And sometimes when I give to you, and obviously when you give to me, we find ourselves more blessed and more receiving, right? It, it's a double blessing. Yeah, and I think that's something we have to continually ask mm-hmm. ourselves. What is this affection saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, what is it that I'm trying to communicate and to make sure that, that we're both don't feel used, right? Mm-hmm. We don't feel taken pressure. advantage of in any way right. or pressure and those mm-hmm. types of things. And I think it's really important to have even awkward conversations mm-hmm. to say, this is what I like. This is what I don't. When mm-hmm. you do this, it bothers me. This sends this message. And it could be for a, a huge array of, of reasons. Mm-hmm. It doesn't there's, it doesn't mean there's anything wrong with me because running your fingers through my hair or whatever brings back or triggers me, right? Well, for example, you love having your feet rubbed and yeah. I love rubbing your feet. And for you, that's a great, wonderful touch. Like it just does a lot for you. I do not like having my feet touched. Right. So I'm like, don't do that. So I think if you were like, hey, I'm gonna rub her feet, that's not communicating love because it makes me, yeah, you know? So yeah, that's the questions we ask ourselves is, is what is the other person like? You know, am I asking their opinion first, What is and what do I want this touch to say, right? Mm. I love you, I'm with you, I care for you, I want the best for you, don't be afraid. You know, not just, and again, and I give touches and physical affection in a way to you, Joe, that that is a giving touch that helps meet your needs. And that's why we are better at speaking it up. So that's why I do tell you when I need a hug, I just tell you, like, I need a hug. Or, oh, the text will I come need- in before I even leave work. And and what's really cool is we now have that trust with each other mm-hmm. that I know at any time, honestly, no matter what it is that's going on in your brain, no matter what's going on, you could be feeling rotten, whatever you could, you will take a hug. Mm-hmm. You, a yep. hug really fills you up. And that's really good for me to know that I shouldn't withhold that. If, right. if you're, if I see that you're struggling, sometimes I want to be in the other room, you mm-hmm. know, like if you're struggling with something, like you're not happy or frustrated about something. But if I can approach you and say, honey, 
I may be the source of your frustration, <laughs> but I'm going to hug true. you. Even when I'm mad at right. you, I still want to hug. The question is how many? You know, right. how many and how long is this going right. to take? So. But here's what I found. Okay. So here's, here's what I found and what I love is the, the, the initial hug, right? If you're mm-hmm. upset with me, if I have frustrated you, I've made you angry, I've done something stupid, whatever, and I go in for a hug, that first hug, you're kind of leaning, yeah. right? It's kind of that like, lean. I don't trust you. And if, yeah. if I stop that hug in the first 10 seconds, mm-hmm. it's not going to have any benefit, right? Right? It really isn't. You're gonna be like, hey, he's just trying to hug me to get off the, so yeah. that I won't be mad at him or whatever trouble. the case is. But what I have found is if I stay in that hug mm-hmm. and I just hold you to me, right. all of a sudden, uh, it doesn't take very long, but I would say 30 seconds to a mm-hmm. minute in, you soften up mm-hmm. and then you just kind of relax and you fall and then we're able to say- Well, that hug at that moment in time is saying, I'm not going anywhere, Yeah. right? Like it's going to be okay. I'm not going anywhere. And for me, you can say it with your words and I love my words, but I do think that there are certain things that are said between us and our touch that are said better with our physical touch than with our words. Okay. So Tara, just another couple of moments and and I can give you that hug. And I know I promised that at the beginning, but maybe you're listening and, and something that we talked about really triggered something in you. And maybe there's trauma in your childhood. Sometimes we just need to talk to somebody who's a little bit further down the road or Mm -hmm. is in a professional place to be able to understand uh, what's going on. So I think it's important to understand that we don't have to carry that on our own. Right, because you really are missing out, Joe, for the you know like the years that you struggled with giving that physical affection generously, it was a loss, right? And yeah. it's something to say, hey, being able to enjoy that with your spouse is such a great gift. Right, but sometimes you have to work mm-hmm. through those things. Right, it's worth and, for. and for us, there were many times where we didn't even know how. Like, mm-hmm. how do we even take this next step? And what direction do we go? And how do we do that? So sometimes to get help, and that can come from a lot of different, the Bible, number one, but mm-hmm. there were some great resource books. I think it meant a lot to me, Tara. There was a time in that stretch when I walked in the room and you were reading a book about uh, loving a spouse or something like that with childhood trauma. And I, when I saw that book on your nightstand, it just, it did the world for me to go, she's trying to understand mm-hmm. me. Because it was a different world. Right. Mm-hmm. And and then, of course, me trying to understand you. But sometimes you do have to either reach out to a pastor mm-hmm. or, or someone with qualifications to say, hey, mm-hmm. how do we walk through this? Mm-hmm. But I'm very grateful, Tara, that God has blessed the effort. And, and it's not like we've arrived by any stretch. We still struggle with these things at mm-hmm. times and we're still a work in progress. Yeah, so thank you so much for listening today. We'd love you to come by our Facebook, Behind Our Smiles, or Instagram, Behind Our Smiles Pod. We also love your ratings and reviews. You can do that right in your podcast app, a five-star rating, and some nice words and review will help other people to find our podcast. Yeah, we appreciate that uh, so very much. Also, next week, we're uh, we're going to be talking about this idea that maybe we're getting old. Yeah, I have a birthday coming up here in the next week or two. So, so you're getting old. I'm getting old, I'm so I'm just a reminder that I'm getting old. Even You're though ready, I'm, old, Joe. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to catch up to you. you. <laughs> but, I, but I do like, um, someone once said, we're not getting old, we're just getting older. Yeah, you so are getting older than I me. Like <laughs> I am older than you. Hey, thank you so much to our amazing sponsor, Samaritan Ministries. They have a unique member-to-member sharing approach. It's affordable. Uh, you can join today. There are no network restrictions. And you can find out more at samaritanministries.org smiles.